Yeah. Wait, what's the title of this one, man? Uh, <laughs> it's probably gonna be Tour de Trash. Hey! Stop it. Are you mad? Why we can't afford no seal? Sorry, I lied to you, Martin. You can't do this, big guy. Money, we need money. Explain to me how, how this gonna make me a better man. Stop thinking so much. I told you about that. All the way from Portland, Oregon, Trash Work Studios presents the Trash Tape Podcast, hosted by Ethan, Trey Kelly, and Brian. Trash Tape. Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the Trash Tape Podcast. One man's trash is another man's podcast. What's going on? It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guys, Trey Kelly and Brian. Fellas, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy man. New Year, man. We, we back, baby. We back. Brian, how you doing, man? How you been? I forgot that we had a podcast. That's, <laughs> it has been a minute, actually. Yo, that's that's completely honest. Honestly, like I'm looking at the drops right now. It's like, like I forgot. Yo, man, we definitely forgot, man. Yo, y'all, y'all gonna hear some hold up, hold up. trash tape. There it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, good, nah, man. It's good to be back. Uh, feels good to be back, man. 2020, new year, new decade. Uh, still same old trash though here at the Trash A Podcast. <laughs> but nah, man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, with the curbside pickup. Trash tape. Yo, so let's go ahead and get it started, man, with our beloved Trailblazers right now. It's it's a lot of thorns sprouting here in the City of Roses. Uh, Brian, just with everything that's kind of transpired, I mean, obviously last year, uh, or uh, towards the, I guess, late last year, beginning part of the season, picking up Melo. Um, just what's been your take on overall chemistry of the team? Weird. It's very strange. Like I like I don't think it's bad by any means. Like dudes seem like they like each other, but like I don't know. There's something that's off about it. Yeah. Is it is it probably more or less maybe like coaching? Is it the way that maybe like Stotts is kinda like curating the lineup a little bit? Or do you feel like there's a bit of a complex with Melo? Do you feel like we're just more of a pony show for the league now with Carmelo Anthony? And a lot less of... I mean, like, a little bit. And, like, I'm sure that, like, gets to people, too, of, like, no one gets mentions besides Carmelo anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, even Dame. Like, Dame can go off, and, like, the storyline is somehow, like, some shot Melo took in the game. Exactly. Which is, like, shitty. But, like, I think it's really just, like, dudes don't know what to do with all the injuries. Mm-mm. It's painful. And, like, dudes are mad at other dudes for not playing well, but, like, those dudes are playing, like, two positions out. Yeah. So it's just like, so yeah, pl- shit. You know, everybody like wants to be winning. Yeah, and you like want to be doing good and everything like that. But like, there's just like no real way to accomplish that right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like dudes struggling with the fact that they want to win, and knowing that like there's not really anything that they can do themselves right. to elevate the team. It's a bit of a helpless situation though. But Trey, just like even like in your take, kind of keeping up with the Blazers, we know like you're a Lakers fan. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. But yeah. um, but just what you've been <clears> able to witness so far with Carmelo Anthony. I mean, even like Rodney Hood uh, with with his injury, and then like you know Labissiere, and now you know Whiteside, and and Zach Collins. You know he's 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 supposed to come back uh, later in the season as well as possibly Nurkic. Just kind of what's been your take on the trouble? Just, I mean, I like that you know they're doing the best that they can with the injuries that they have. Just like you know Golden State did the same thing. You know, yeah. This just might have to be one of those seasons for them where they just kind of ride it out and do as best they can but really just try to get guys healthy for next year. Yeah. Cuz I feel like that's actually their best bet. Yeah. I mean, it might be safe to say too that the NBA is definitely or the rest of the NBA uh, collectively is kind of benefiting from a couple things. I mean, obviously the the Eastern Conference just 
again, we're, we're two years like away from this now, but or almost two years away from this now. But with LeBron being, um, LeBron just being in the West, you know, the East is still trying trying to figure out like you know who's who wants to take the throne. Who's top dog. Who's top dog now? And then so so there's that. And then also with Golden State not having Steph Curry and not having Klay Thompson, I mean, definitely uh, I guess helps in terms of being able to compete with them. And also, I mean, you got to throw the Trailblazers in there, bro. Like if we were probably up to at least eighty eight percent, ninety percent. You know we're we're a totally different team, mm-hmm. and um, and I mean, and the league has to know that, and so that's why even looking into into next year, I guess Brian, this this question is probably more so directed uh, towards you. If you're if you're Olshay, are you just already looking towards twenty twenty one? I mean, probably a little bit. Yeah, I think it's just like next year works out like in a lot of ways nicely, just because everybody will be back healthy. Um, I mean, I'd probably say, like, Sands running hood because his injury seems like it might be a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. But then you figure, depending on what they do with Bazemore and what they do with Whiteside, you probably have anywhere between, like, 20 and 30, what, 35? Or, no, 45 million mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. off the books mm-hmm. if you just don't do anything and let him walk. Yeah. And I feel like that's the first time in I don't know how many years that the Blazers would actually have a large sum of money going into free agency. And, you know, whether they actually try to use that on a free agent, whether they try to pick up some role-player guys and then potentially do trades, um, anything like that. But, like, they'll have a lot more flexibility in terms of things, and everybody will be back healthy. Yeah. No, one of these episodes, we're, we're probably going to dedicate <clears throat> excuse me, dedicate most of the first part of the show to Brian's trade scenarios. Because Brian, Brian came up with at least, what, maybe two or three Great scenarios for the Trailblazers. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or just something to do uh, before the All-Star break, if we were to make that move. You know, which involved, uh, which involved what, sending, like, Whiteside out to the East Coast, to New York? Was that, was that like, yeah, one? Yeah, like, there was, there was some ideas for, for potentially, like, Julius Randle trade, um, some potential for bringing in, like, some small guys like Ed Davis, um, I don't remember what some of the other ones were. Yeah, I can't remember if you if you had one back. Yeah, if you had one with the Kings or not, I can't remember that. But um, but no, man. But even even that, just like clearing cap space more than anything. At this Honestly, point. is very smart, and for small market teams like that too, you know, it's good. The Kings are not so much the Knicks, but you know, the Knicks are trash, so yeah, they count. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even we you talk about like continue and like go down the rabbit holes like within this conversation, um. It even would work into the Knicks' favor to do that because, because exactly. you know, Brandon Ingram's deal is what up is up after this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So now you, you talk about maybe bringing in like another three, mm-hmm. and then not to mention if Whiteside is is uh is headed out that way, I mean, it could be good for them. Yeah, they have, they really have to think of it like that too, and not really because of course you know the guys this team actually seems like everybody's really liking each other. You know, the chemistry they're trying to work it out, but you know at the end of the day it's a business. Yeah, you know. It's unfortunate when you hit injuries, but like you, you're playing to win, you know. And sometimes, like you said, like we had plenty of threes, and now we don't, you know. Now we're gonna need some help. Yeah. And maybe bringing some guys in, seeing how they do, and then they do well, might have to let other guys go, even if they're healthy. Yeah, it's just you know? the nature of the game, man. It's just the nature of the game. But uh, but right now, currently the Blazers sitting at what eight or eight right now? I don't know. No, I think we're like ten seed. Like ten seed, yeah, yeah. So we're you know two spots behind behind uh, uh, getting into the playoffs. So. It's not really looking that promising here in Rip City, but hey, fans will be fans. Speaking of fans, man, let's go ahead and segue into the Lakers. Trey, man, like me and Brian, me and Brian have been very, very anxious and curious to hear 
your takes just like on everything going on, bro, with the Lakers, dog. You know, thir- thirty-one to seven, number one in the West right now. Honestly, man, I'll, I'll keep it simp, keep it simp, very calm. I'm just liking what they're doing, and I kind of, you know, said this ahead of time. I said like I'm not trying to get too excited, but I'm thinking that they're going to start off really strong, and this is exactly what they're doing right now. Back when uh, the, I don't remember what episode I said that on, but yeah, yeah, like, they're just playing really well, and. Uh, Coming to see how guys are stepping up too with even the Laker injuries too. Yep. Like that's that's what you gotta do. You gotta see what guys put them in put them in uh you know unfamiliar places, put yeah. them in places that are kinda uncomfortable and seeing how they overcome. Yeah. I mean greatness is infectious, bro. Like one thousand yeah. percent. Because that's how that's how you're able to even look at a team like Golden State, which clearly, you know, they're uh, the trash. Like like just just Woo. per 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 their record. But the way they compete, the way that these young guys are stepping up, you know, the way that, you know, even Curry and Clay, you know, are getting behind these guys. And like, and no, really, but for real, you're yeah. right, because, like, that's part that people really don't pay attention to. They're, everybody's yeah. going to look at the record. Mm-hmm. But they're not seeing that there's guys on that team that even though they're losing, mm-hmm. that are stepping up, getting 20, 30 points a game. Like, and that's not usually their role. Yeah. You know, they're going out there and they're playing. I would say the same thing for uh, even uh, – uh, what team is that? Uh, the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, Trash. yeah. But yeah. well, there's some guys they got this year too that have been hooping mm-hmm. that I'm not used to seeing hooping at all. You know, and I'm like, hey, you know, and like the the uh, the records aren't always going to show that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying the same thing for the uh, for the Lakers and the Blazers injuries, but like guys stepping up and doing well, that's not really always going to show. Yeah. So people who actually watch, like you know, all of us, we're going to pay attention and see. That even though the Blazers aren't losing, there's some guys who are doing well and some guys that aren't. And then for the Lakers, yeah, um, like I'm happy for Kuz. Niggas still out there shooting way too damn much. But hey, yeah, like he he's stepped up and got a career high. You know, like yeah, that's what you, that's what you got to do when you put in the, that position. And I mean, sp- speaking of Kuz, man, that's a great segue because um, I mean, you and Brown were talking before the show about like the the potential trade rumors, trade destinations for yeah. for Kyle Kuzma and and the Lakers. You know, basically trying to um, eradicate their future. And just like completely, uh, just off whatever they have, um, just for the sake of winning in the now, um, you know, Brian, just like, or I guess Trey, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, is it is it such a bad idea? No, I like I I understand why they're doing it. I understand what they're thinking about in terms of the now. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I I, I get that, but you got to remember. The Lakers have never really really been in a position where they had to do something like this. They yeah. always had one guy. For years and years and years, and they just set up people around him to, for him to for them to do well. Mm-hmm. And now, like this is the first time you see them getting rid of like half of their team, and not just half their team, like their whole young core, mm-hmm. except for Kuzma, and then just adding on all these guys. And I'm like, I feel like that was just part of LeBron being on the team. It's it's not something that the franchise is used to doing. Yeah. So like, I understand with them messing it up and thinking of things because like, hey, it's working right now. Look at our record. Look at us. Look, you know, hey, Kuzma's playing well. Hey, maybe we might be able to, you know. Like right. they're just they're just uh, they're just trying things out. Yeah, it could be good, could be bad, but at the same time, I understood what Brian was talking about because I wanted to keep young core. I like I like seeing progression. That's just the type of person I am. I like seeing potential mm-hmm. grow, and like I'm like, yeah, we could have just gave it another year. Come on, yeah. you already see the uh, half the guys on the uh, the Pelicans doing great right now. Yeah, they just need another year to shine. You know exactly. I mean, but then again, a lot of the marquee franchises are kind of um so stuck on their i guess means of 
you know, I guess their winning legacy and their mm-hmm. lore and, like, all the things that come with being a Nick or being a Celtic or being a Laker or, or even in the case of the Spurs. Spurs are having a down year this year. Yeah. So, you know, so it's one thing to kind of have that in the back of your mind that, you know, this is who we are, we win, and so let's win now. And so it kind of seems that preparing for the future, I mean, to your point, you just said you've never really been in that position never. Um, before. Versus, I mean, if you're fans of small market teams like us, you know, being fans of the Blazers, mm-hmm. you're used to kind of, like, having to do with what you have have your wishful thinking scenarios like Brian and I talk about all the time. Um, but, you know, that's just who you are. I mean, Brian, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you real quick. Sup, pause. So, um, <laughs> Trash tape. Yeah, so, um, see, I can't even do, like, those cool newsy segues, bro, because, nah. yeah, it's, nah, it's not, it's not you good. You're good, man. You're good. Yeah, but, no, uh, so, so Brian, you know, in, in the case of the Lakers, and I, I know you're, you're definitely just against the, the Kuzma trade from, from, from what I'm gathering. I mean, it's not necessarily. Like, I think <clears throat> Kuzma's probably a bit overrated. Um, I think in his head, being a Laker and everything like that has <clears throat> given him a bit of an ego. Yeah. And so, like, probably healthier for him as a player and for the Lakers as a team to move on from that. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think realistically there's enough teams who would be interested in somebody like him. <clears throat> um, think of, like, the Knicks, somebody who's trying to acquire assets and might have some other dudes who are similar age or slightly better um, or slightly older who have a little bit more of a track record, something like that, like, that would be cool. Like, I don't think that's the track they're taking, and I think they're just trying to go somewhere big and, like, get, like, one of the piece. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot of things you could do with it that would be nice. So right. it's not necessarily that, but it's just, like, you literally sold your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the problem with it is, too, like, it's not even, like, a it's not Lakers wanted to win now. Yeah. The root of the problem is LeBron. Sure. Like, if LeBron was not there last year, do they make the AD trade knowing that they wait a year and keep everybody? No, probably not. Nope. Like, you know you have a dude who wants to come to your team, and yet you sell off everything you have. Yeah. I told you. It's because LeBron. LeBron. It's LeBron. That's yeah. really what it is. And it's like you literally destroyed your team for that. So AD, so AD wanted to go to the Lakers aside from LeBron James. I mean, I think that was pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because there was no, like, indication that they were going to, like, team up prior. Well, well they, uh, they were saying they were talking about it, but not even just AD. There was other players who wanted to come, too, before LeBron was yeah. deciding to go. Yeah. Because he got there, you know. Well, that yeah, just, shit, Paul George wanted Paul to George wanted yep. to and Kawhi wanted to go, too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But LeBron's on there. Like, like they, they, since they acquired him, they really just made that, the, we got to put him up here, and we got to do whatever we need to do to make him happy, mm-hmm. pretty much. But like you said, wait a year and you're going to have guys. It's the Lakers. You're going to have guys that are going to want to go to the team. Yeah, well, especially like, yeah, like you think about like two, three years back when they're just like ass and they've been ass for like a couple seasons and they made some bad front office moves. Like, yeah, dudes are going to be a little bit hesitant. But like as those young guys develop anyways and that team starts to look better, like it does come back to like, well, it's the Lakers. Yeah. Like, do I really care the last year they were like 35 and 40 something? Like, no. No. Yeah, no. No, that's a good start, and I'm a star, and I know I could put that at fifty. You know, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. And so it's like, <clears throat> we can see it. We can see it. It's just like it's super fucked up. Yeah, I like, mean, I mean, Brian has all that for LeBron. Yeah, and like it's it's not necessarily like yeah, the Lakers aren't necessarily going to be bad in two years, in three years, whenever LeBron decides to step away. Mm-hmm. But like, you left that be an option. Yeah, like instead of just taking the wait a year route. Knowing that, like, you'll have depth, you'll have youth. Yeah. You could be good for another 10 years. 
Yeah. And you went for the, well, I want to be real good for two, and then we'll see what happens. Hey, man. There's something about that Hollywood pressure, man. Facts. Like, 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 like record executives um, and producers of TV shows and writers aren't the only one that feels the pressure. Definitely sports franchises do as well, especially with a fan base as uh, I don't even know how to describe the L.A. fan base. <laughs> In general, like, you know, L.A. fans are L.A. fans. Um, but, yeah, but, Brian, being, being our senior our senior trade analyst here at the Trash Day Podcast. Trash Day. Um, if, if you are the GM of the L.A. Lakers, right, and, and you are, again, curious to see what the market is like for a guy like uh, Kuzma, who who are you even looking to bring? Are you looking to bring in a shooting guard? Are you looking to bring in maybe like that supplemental type of three that could like you know alleviate LeBron's duties? Like 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 who are you really looking to 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 acquire to to get in the situation? I mean, like, see if it's me, like I'm not gonna like do that to do get a dude who's what like probably like twenty eight, twenty nine, and putting up like solid bench numbers because mm-hmm. I know like well like that's great, but like that's only for now. So, like, I mean, like, if it's me, I'm probably going out to a team like the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get young guys. Exactly. But it's not necessarily, like, because you think about Kuz is a bit inconsistent. Like, yeah, there's yeah. games like tonight where he could pull up, like, 36 points. But, like, for the most part, what, on average, he's probably giving you, like, 12? So would you trade him straight up for, like, Kevin Knox? Well, I mean, that's the thing. You could do that. You could probably get a couple guys. And either combined or one of them will still give you, like, eight or nine. Still. But at least you have a couple guys who you know down the road might be very consistent bench players where they're both giving you, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Man. But, I mean, I think if I'm, like, Rob Palenka <laughs> and I'm trying to appease LeBron, then, like, yeah, you're probably going to, like, the Kings and getting, like, Bogdanovich or going to, uh, what, Milwaukee and getting, uh, like, Rocco, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, like, it's not a good choice. You know, it must be nice uh, if you're a LeBron James, because not only are you the most popular athlete on the face of this earth, but you are also part-time GM, part-time head coach, and at this point, maybe even, like, a partial owner (laughs) of the Los Angeles Lakers. Honestly. Let me find a round of applause for LeBron. Nah, I'll have to take out that round of applause, man. Not for Brian? Come on, I mean, bro. Hey, hey, and I love LeBron, it's, it's too. Power and athletes, man. I'm right there with Brian, too, where I'm like mm-hmm. saying, like, it really is a like soldier soul situation. Sure. I really do <clears throat> honestly think part of it for the franchise, them not making the playoffs, yeah. like, that that really. And you, you saw that they, uh, the team got to see that list, yeah. too, during the season. Like, that just completely destroyed the chemistry. Like, yeah. like, just trying to play with each other. Like, oh, they're trying to get rid of all of us? I mean, and that shit really happened, too. I mean, like, but 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 the thing is, bro, and this is only me, like... Magic got out of there. He said, nah. He said, I mean, I'm but, done. But, bro, this is only me playing, like, devil's advocate, right? They're, like, mm-hmm. there hasn't been anyone with the amount of star power in professional sports like, like LeBron James. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't really attain it to where he is now until, I guess, like, maybe... Some years after. That's because Mike Mike was about the game. Like, but, he was about hooping. That's true. But but the era changed. Industry mm-hmm. changed. Industry Technology, changed. social media makes things more, like, accessible with players. Like, things are def- – the facade is different. Like, like, it's different. There's a lot more transparency into certain things. People have a lot more insight into, like, the way these teams ran. 
like coaches, like like that one coach that called us players thugs or whatever for the on, on the Cavs. Oh yeah. Yeah, like like you see, like back in the day, like no one probably wouldn't have, would have known that. But with social media and the way like the players are, like of course, like of course they're to find out. But anyway, I, I say all that to say this, like I see from the standpoint of like messing up your team's morale and kind of being somewhat cancerous like to your organization. I can see how that can be problematic. But at the same time, if you're looking at it from the index of like players having more control, which honestly, given like the history of professional sports and how even some of it, bro, for, for being completely honest here on the Trash Day podcast, I mean it's very slave slave master esque. Like like it's always been that way. Like for for as long as you know the course of human history has been what it is. But honest, so, but honestly, you gotta think about too just the timing. I I I would be upset about them and all those trades anyway. Mm-hmm. But also because LeBron's old. That, that was the only thing. Like, I know LeBron's LeBron, but I like if we had well, yeah, him like yeah. three years beforehand, I really wouldn't have right. been that mad. Because I'm like, at least we're going to have LeBron for like his contract's five years. We're going to have him for five years. Yeah. Like, I know LeBron's LeBron, but he's also old. And we had all these guys, like one or two, maybe they got rid of like four. Like, young, like, like first year, some not like second year, third year players, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not excusing that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like, what I'm saying. That, that's a lot. That's a lot to be able that, to. That's just irresponsible. And I mean, I think also to counter Ethan's point, like, yeah, that's been the league for a long time, but also like, at the end of the day, these players aren't making good team decisions for your franchise. Like, that's what the front office is for. Look at LeBron's past stops. Mm-hmm. How long did it take Miami to get back up to being a solid team? And like, yeah, they weren't bad, bad after you left. Right. But it took them a bit. Look at Cleveland now. Cleveland still. Yeah. That is. Terrible. That yeah. franchise is destroyed. Mm-hmm. The only other star player on your team wants to leave. You're locked into massive contracts nobody wants. Right. All because what? You were building a team around LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what do you think happens to the Lakers after he leaves? At least this time they... You look at the old dudes they have on contract. Yeah. Like, yeah, short contracts, but still on but contract. But to keep it real, but these players aren't in the game for the for the franchise. No, like as I mean, as 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 sad as it is, like this isn't this isn't like how like in the remember like in the NFL like back in the seventies, you can tell these players love this organization because like they people weren't just tra- they're a trading player, but they weren't just trading them left and right. Players obviously didn't have a lot of control over their destinations where they wanted to go, so like they were going to just yo, I am going to play my heart out for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a Buffalo Bill forever. I am going to live in <laughs> Buffalo, New York, in sub. Zero temperatures. It's nine degrees for the high, <laughs> but I still gotta go to practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we ain't, we ain't have a dome back then. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, like you, well, I don't have a dome now. But but back in those times, you're practicing outside. Yeah. So like, so but I say all that to say this, like, like they they don't care, like no. they, they they really don't, and that and that's just kind of like the nature of it. Yeah, and is the nature of the league anyways too? Yeah. You see that not just the Lakers, but just how teams. Or just trading away yeah. players left and right all the time. And, and you know what? And you know what? I mean, for what it's worth, it, I mean, totally <clears throat> irresponsible if, if you're uh, if you're a GM of the Lakers, right, to do that, right? Forfeiting your future in any given scenario, whether you know you talk about like you know getting married and, and starting a family or running an NBA franchise, that's that's irresponsible. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think it's just there's no loyalty either way. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like people need to stop thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes, there are franchises that do that. There are players that do that. But that's not what professional sports are. Like, you got a bunch of teams who are trying to make as much money as they can. You have a bunch of players who are trying to make as much as they can and win as much as they can. Yeah. Like, 
everybody's going to do whatever they want best. But, like, I feel like when you leave that control into the players' hands, like, you're going to destroy franchises. Well, I mean, it's... I mean, look at, like, what would Portland be as, like, a like situation where LeBron came here, we traded away all of our young players, and get left with nothing after Oh, it's obvious. We, we'll be trash. Well, for, yeah. for, for a very long time. You know for a fact if LeBron came to the Blazers, we wouldn't have Dame or CJ. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, it's one of those of like, okay, so you give LeBron that control. You let him make those decisions, but then three years down the road, he does walk. Sure. And then what? You have a franchise that's nothing in a smaller market. Mm-hmm. Like, how long is it until somebody's knocking at your door being like, well, you guys haven't been good now for a while. Why don't we take you and put you somewhere else? Yeah. Like, it's not just, like, a risky situation for, like, the franchise itself, but, like, the whole fan base. Yeah. The state. It's it's, it's simple. Like, mean, especially you leave we talk it in about control jobs. of the dudes yeah. who actually have been doing this, who do it as a business. Yeah. Because it is a business. It's show business. It's, yeah. It's sports and entertainment, mm-hmm. and, and it's sports and entertainment, especially on the latter part, right? Because at this... If this it's, cause we, can, we can talk about NCAA, too. That's, that's another conversation, but, like, it's entertainment. It is, and 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 we do know like how shady like the game can be on both sides. But Brian, to to what you were alluding to, like most of it though is just that it's just the old model. Yeah. Like it, and and it's unfortunate because because what you're saying is right, especially when you start talking about job creation. You said it'd be bad for the state, like all that, like using the the uh, trouble as an example, of course. But at the end of the day, you know, for far too long, you know, these executives who are very successful businessmen and women who have come from very rich families. They had made their money five, ten, twenty times over. You know, it's I mean, it's only it's only right that, you know, as life would have it, things would evolve and this would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like not not only is it just like a player driven league, like across multiple sports, especially for basketball. Um, you know, like it's everything is just in the hands of just people who formerly didn't have the keys. Consumers didn't always have the key. Mm-hmm. We just had to take whatever people were selling us. Now we dictate. You know, what we want to see, what we want to buy, what we want to have. I mean, it's instant gratification, true enough, and even that can be kind of poisoning at times. But it's just, it's just kind of where we are now. I mean, I just, I just think it's a very dangerous situation of, like, you losing too much of that control puts it into a situation where, like, the league isn't looking good. Because, I mean, it, it is, I feel like if you're looking at it as, like, a different league, like, if you're Major League Baseball and you let players have more control, does it matter? No. Because you don't have the risk of losing your team. You know, you have baseball teams out there who have been trashed for the past 10 years. And it doesn't matter because no market wants to take that franchise. Like, you have something like the NBA where, like, franchises are valuable. You have plenty of cities who would be more than happy to take a team away from another one. And I think leaving it in the hands of a bunch of players who don't necessarily have the background to know, you know. Or not, not even just the background, I guess just, like, the interest. Yeah. Like, yeah. like again, like, I mean, for the most part, like, these players are smartened up, like, top to bottom. So yeah. much, in fact, that this education on, like, the game, quote-unquote, as you know it, like, starts at, like, 14. So a lot so a lot of people know what it is when they sign up. Because, I mean, it's, and that's, okay. And it's, like, it's not to say, like, the old model is not <coughs> perfect. It's no. not great in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think trying to stray too far from that and going to something new where the players have that much control is very, very risky compared to it. Very. Yeah. Like, would you rather have something that works okay or something that could potentially not work at all? That's true. That's a good point. All in all, in all I mean, we're, start, we're, we're kind of witnessing a renaissance period 
No, for sure. This is definitely it's something that's beautiful to watch, at least in my opinion. Because um, I mean, it's it's good it's good seeing people like get their just due, and and now even when you look towards the NCAA, even for like these college athletes, like look, I'm the reason why like our school made like four point eight million dollars this year. You know what I'm saying? Like I won that Heisman. I'm getting these yards. They're wearing my jersey. They're selling my jersey in the student union at the campus bookstore. Like it's good seeing that type of return on investment because I mean you got to call a spade a spade. Yeah. You know if you don't have that that that, that blue chip recruit. No, I'm oh, and NCAA every means should be paying dividends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, see, yeah. right, like, like again, and, and then that's again, that's a bigger issue. But what the point I was I wanted to speak on though is like if you look at Lonzo Ball, like, granted, if he's in LA, you know, like you give him time to mature, you give him time to grow, you give him time to develop. You know, he's on the way. You know, like his game is gonna like pan out. But you must say this this is like added motivation for him to get better. Now look at him. Yeah. Like, like look at what he's doing. You know, I'm just trying to find the silver lighting, like, in this situation. No, no, but that, like, yeah. I understand what you're talking about, because, like, we saw D'Angelo Russell, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. You you saw... I mean, literally everybody that the Lakers traded away. Everybody. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Fucking Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah. Lonzo Ball. Yep. Yeah. Ingram. Like, they're Playing all... a lot better. All doing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Man, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good conversation. It really that is. Probably the, that was probably the, I'm going to give a round of applause for that. That was, that was probably the most productive conversation that we've had on the show in, in a very long time. We got a lot more out of Brian. I know. That's all I like. That's all I like. Hey, we're, gonna, we're, we're probably going to start recording like once a month because like, that's how you know Brian's going to be like well rested. Well rested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he's just going to be like just ready. I mean, he was he was hitting us up like, "Yo, you trying to record?" I'm like, "Yo, man, chill." Yo, like, yeah, you ready? Like, okay, bro, bro. I'm just starting the week. Like, it's been a bit though. I miss the shed, man. Yeah, I man. miss the shed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot more homier than than what it was. I'm probably the space heater. Keeping it toasty. Keeping it. To- <laughs> Where'd you get the space heater? Trash from? tape. I don't know. Like this actually works like for it being so small. This actually works pretty damn well. Yeah, no, it like, does. Like I, I kind of like shift. Like a it's warm in here. Yeah, it's, but it's not too warm. Not 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 too warm. Like it's, yeah, man. But fellas, man, not gonna lie, twenty twenty is off to a decent start, but it's definitely not as. It's not what I what I hoped so right. soon. Oh yeah, you you're talking to me about that already. Yes. Yeah, Got you, got you. It's gonna get better though. Well, first of all, I want, I want to, I want to, tra- I want to talk a uh, trash moment of the week. Trash tape. Hold on to your hats, everybody. <sighs> yeah, hold on to your hats. Actually, no, but this is this is different. I, I ain't even told you this. Oh, okay. This is new. So, oh, so yeah. So, so um, it's always a good start. Oh, it's a horrible start. It's laughing at Ethan. It's like the best way to start this podcast. But no, um, so heavy bag. But no, um, so I'm not. I mean, without giving away where I work, okay? Because I don't like kind of like marrying the two um at my job I'm, I'm a part of this employee resource group right or erg and uh and for those who don't know what an erg is an erg is essentially um like a group of uh colleagues who who are or a group of colleagues co-workers employees who uh might be like minorities or or members of like under, not not underserved communities but, but more than likely just minority groups right or or groups of um like like, like the women's group uh there's a group for african americans like i'm a part of there's a Latino focused one. There's an Asian Pacific Islander focused one. They're ju- just to amplify the voice of uh, of just minority employees at, at my company, mm-hmm. and, uh, and most companies t- typically have this have have these. So anyway, I get an email. I'm pretty active in mine. Like I'm like I'm on the community outreach. I'm community outreach lead. 
like, like I'm always working. I'm kind of like coordinating events, and like I spoke on a panel this week too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talking to kids. Like I do all these things, man. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 people. Somebody put me on in in the, in the group, and you know now I'm kind of finding my way. <sighs> but now I lost it, <laughs> and uh, whoa. So I got an email. So we got a, we got an email. Like it was an invite. It's like yo. Everybody else remember this ERG, you know, let's let's meet in like the you know the main part of our building because we're gonna take a photo. And for, for those who like live in the Portland area, you can probably narrow, narrow it down to three places where I work. Because um the photo was gonna be for the um the employee store pass for uh, the month of February through March. Sketchers, right? Huh? Sketchers. <laughs> yeah, sketch. No, fuck Brian. Like no. You say Costco? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but no, uh, so like, uh, so I'm like, all right, cool. But I just, I just kind of saw it as like the invite, and you know, like in your email, your Outlook. I mean, accept, all right, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm very passive when it comes to my email because I literally get so many emails like a day. Yeah. So I, I didn't really necessarily read it for context. So, I, so also, I, I'm a mentor. So I mentored this this kid as part of this uh, work study program through one of the local area high schools, and he was job shadowing me on on a, on yesterday. And so, like, you know, I was like, all right, bro, you know, we're going to do our thing here. Like, I don't know what they want us to do, blah, 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 but whatever. Walk in there, bro. So, I had on a, um, so first of all, I walk in, everybody's wearing all black, right? Like, this is a, this is a black organization, or a black uh, ERG. Everybody's all black. They're sitting down. This is looking, like, very good. Like, this is looking like, it could be like a Renaissance oil painting, like, type of good, right? Bruh. I was like, y'all, I was like, damn, like, man, everybody's wearing black? And then all of a sudden I hear somebody say, somebody didn't get the memo. And I was like, now look down, bro. <laughs> bro, I had on a seafoam green jacket, a pastel colored green sweater, a pair of light wash denim jeans, Brian. Like from like the 80s, <laughs> like, look, like damn near. And a pair of white shoes. Dude, everybody gave me probably one of the coldest looks I think I've ever gotten in my life in a public setting. Bruh, even even my mentee, bro, who only shows up once a week to shadow me, and he be chilling, had on a black coat. He didn't even know. He didn't get the invite. Even he had on, like, something black. So, bro, you're going to look at this photo. I'm like, pray to God they put this in grayscale. Because if they... <laughs> Bro, you're literally gonna see black. Like everybody's wearing black and then a speck of fucking green <laughs> in the top left. I was so embarrassed, bro. I was so embarrassed. Like here's the thing, like I've taken L's before at work. Like like I've like I've missed like um like deadlines before. I've you know, I've I've gotten a, a not so um positive like review a couple times, like whatever. Like I like I'm not perfect. But actually I I bounced back from that. I shrugged that off. This, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to come back from this. It don't matter how much work I put in. Here's the thing, bro. Everybody that's black and affluent in my company was there. Everybody. Everybody was there, bro. I'm talking senior directors. I'm talking like senior, I'm talking about product manager, management leads and, and designers and people that work, you know, in, in all the cool categories. Like everybody is there. People that I've been wanting to meet and talk to for, for a while. And, they all, and I sat next to one of them and it was like he couldn't even look me in the face. All because I I didn't fully read the email. Still haven't. Yeah. And 
I'm almost certain that my black card on Friday was at least temporarily revoked or suspended. <laughs> Bruh, like, I just, I just heard, like, just the voices, the clamor. <clears throat> nah, bro, it was trash. It was, this was, like, you, really trash. You're telling me nobody else forgot. Bro. Everybody wore, everybody You know what's of- crazy? Even the people who didn't know or the one person who had no idea what was going on, he had on black. And they motioned and said, hey, come on, man, get in the picture. He said, oh, well, I just so happened to wear black today. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Shout out to Rodney from Consumer Service. It's winter in Portland. Bro, and, and here's the thing, bro. I never miss a beat with, with wearing black. I always wear black. Always. It never fails, bro. It's it was, slightly washed. Bro. <laughs> You have nowhere to go, you know? You said what? You don't have like a gym bag in the car the with a black t shirt. The backup black? No. I, you don't got like a sweatshirt in the car, man. Go like, quickly over to the employee store and pick up something black. <laughs> the employee store is quite a ways away from mm. where we are. But at the same time. That would have been a good idea, though. No, it would have. Yeah. And, and it, but then again, like, even if it were closer. Like, I had literally five minutes to do it. I was better off just not sitting in the photo. But, like, it was awkward because, like, like, the pressure, bro, I was like, like, I, I like, you know what's crazy? I thought they were, like, on me because I was late. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry I'm late for the photo. Somebody hustling up, like, the steps. Like, it ain't nothing. Then it hit me. I was like, oh. And even the people who, like, didn't have on black, at least they had on, like, a black jacket. I guess, like, when, when Naya showed up, they had already loaned out, like, emergency black stuff to, to, to people. But now you were late, and you don't go. And I wasn't even late. I was on time. Okay, I guess we're on time. You're late. Whatever. But, bro, it was... Double whammy. Bro, I was so hurt, man. Like, I was, I was, I was beating myself up for most of the day. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, e. It was pathetic, bro. Like, I, I, I'm st- I am still beside myself. Like, that is not okay. Like, here's the thing. But here's the thing, bro. And, like, Trey, like, you know, you and I being, being black, like, the sentiment of, like, togetherness that's within your community, like, you take, you take it that much more personal. And it's not the end of the world. People, okay, right? Like, there are bigger problems at hand. But, bro, everybody who's literally black or of some type of color in this company was there for the photo, including me and Seafoam Green. I can't ever wear that jacket again, bro. No. And I don't like that the, jacket. Not the damn work. That's for damn sure. Bro, bro, I'm going to remind him, like, oh, yeah, that's the dude who... Mm. A seafoam nigga. And you said everybody was there. Bruh. So even the ones who really didn't know you like that will definitely know you now. That's the nigga that didn't get the memo. Here's the thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, seafoam. How you doing? Seafoam great. You wear straight black to work for the next three months. Honestly... <laughs> In, in, observance, in observance of Black History Month, I told myself that in February, I, I, I have to wear black every day. Like, there's no excuse. Like, in the event, we do another impromptu photo. Oh, this is what really pissed me off. Not even pissed me off, but just made me feel like shit. And I even hate to be using hard language on this podcast. Trash tape. But here's the thing about, like, our company. We recycle images. Like, even, like, the same image. I'm talking, like, internally. Right, oh. we recycle images at least on a two to three year run, and this was one of the most prolific black photos of black employees probably in the co- in the history of our uh, of our loca- of our uh, he- of our um, our office, bro. 
Probably in the company, for that matter. Damn, you did, oh, and they're probably going to show this photo for the next three years. Three years, bruh. Yo, when, when was this? What day was this on? This was yesterday. Yeah, this was yesterday. Uh, hey. This was Friday. Yes. You sure you're going to have a job when you come back on Monday? <laughs> <laughs> My bad, that was the wrong one. Actually, wrong actually one. you know what? That drop signified. Remember how I'm always asking you and Jess if y'all are hiring? Uh, yeah. Y'all hey, Yep, Trey's a teacher, everybody. That, yeah, that, that, was, yeah, yeah. that that that's me, my first day walking in because I, I ain't got no job. <laughs> that's me falling on hard times. <laughs> Trash tape. Yo, man. Yeah, man. No, Tra actually, that is that is pretty. That's ass. That's pretty sh shitty, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I walked up, and you would have thought that like I walked up confidently too, bro. Like, yeah, you see it. I'm here with, like, with my mentee. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't got no mentee. And your mentee gets to see you too, man. Oh, like, he saw oh, man. Bro, he saw me just be cheeks, bro. And sometimes, bro, I feel like I'm like cheeks already at my job sometimes. Like sometimes I do feel like I'm ass. And sometimes I feel like I'm not the shining example he might need to follow. That's why like it's important. And, and, and for anybody that's listening out here, man, who's like a senior manager like in, in their role or their director or, or, or higher up and like wherever they work, whatever your whatever endeavor, bro, take lead on things like this. Because it's not, it's not to say that an assistant manager like myself couldn't do it, but at the same time, you definitely have more control. Like, there are more hoops I have to jump through because, simply because of rank. Mm -hmm. Like, really get involved in, like, things like this, especially if you're, like, a minority or, like, person of color and, like, these type of, like, um, like situations, like, arise. Like, definitely do that. Like, like, like don't bullshit. Like, definitely do it. But that's that's side point. Or actually, really anybody who wants to get involved can, but... Especially when it's in the context of like having kids come in and witness what corporate America is like, but that's my spiel on that. But bro, like, so it's, I already sometimes feel like I'm cheeks, and now you see me be cheeks in front of like all the other black people. Yo, they can't even claim me in that moment, bro. Seafoam. <laughs> you gotta really think about it too. Seafoam. All the black people there, minorities there, white people there too, bro. And but, but, but you're a minority. And, you you represent them. And here's the thing, bro. These white people are gonna see this employee this employee store pass. And they're gonna laugh. <laughs> but I mean like they're gonna laugh. So so could you technically figure out like who deals with it after the photo? Like cause obviously Corporate like, comms. They do like touch up shit like that. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at, I'm you, at, don't, you don't have anybody you know over there? Now I like, do. Now I do cause I just got <laughs> I just got cool with him because we were on the panel together this week. And so I'm, I'm, cause he was the one that took the photo. I'm saying, hey, bro, hey, you think you go in and stuff. go in and grayscale that Press. man? Grayscale or Photoshop, right? Like, like, for real. like, bro, come on, bro. We live in an era where this is possible. Wait, but, you said this picture is gonna be on the pass? Yes. And here's the thing. There's two. So here's some. Let's do some math. I'm not the best in the math, so Brian, Brian, back me up here. <laughs> so there are roughly two thousand employees where I work, right? Yeah. We each get ten employee store passes a month. So that's like what, like maybe twenty. That's twenty thousand. Yeah. So that's like twenty thousand people, right? Because you can hand out individual ones. Each pass is good for five people. That's oh, one. That's one hundred thousand people. Wow. That's one hundred thousand people that can see me being ass. <laughs> In the Portland metro area. Hey. No, actually, no. That's like one hundred thousand people. Hey, you know what? This no, is just coming no, from. Those passes also get shared at a. Like outside resources. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, like my company that I work at, we, like 
would that photo not potentially be on those passes as well? It will. That's what I'm saying. This is just bare minimum. Yeah. No, so you fucked. 100,000 people in the Portland metro area. Yeah, and, bump, and that, bump that number up. Put that up past a million. I mean, you think about how many people, passes and all, bro, get passed around, consumer passes. Like, Damn, bro. You better hope. Because like I said, that is an easy fix if they start. Because like, hey, at least you're the only one. They'd be like, hey, before we actually dish this out, like you said, grayscale it or well, they, but, uh, you'd like to hope too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's one dude, come on, like, one magic, guy, bro. Like, like you're gonna fix the one. Like if it's like half the team who did it, like you just roll with that. Yeah. But like a single dude, like don't even print it out, man. Just like hey, grayscale actually probably wouldn't be. I mean, they're already wearing black, man. Like nah, like he'd have to do some Photoshop or something. Yeah, like honestly, bro. I mean, then again, that should be decently easy since you. Green screened yourself. I'm just glad. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just glad that Ethan's I, just not gonna be in the photo, bro. Honestly, I, I probably should just set out. Like, like I, I told I told one of my homegirls uh, about it, and she was like, "Yo, so what you should have done was be like, oh, yo, I'm just gonna sit out and like like announce it because then it gets awkward. Because because here's the thing, like I got I'm black still, right? Like even though I had on. Like, at least I didn't have them, like, all white. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, so, at the very least, it's like, okay, we, let's pick up our brother here. You feel me? Like, yo, somebody got to have some black on. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe someone could, like, loan me, like, their jacket. She said if I would have, like, cre- like, controlled the narrative that way, instead of just being awkward and, like, just being oblivious. I mean, to be fair, I feel like also if you showed up in white, it would still be better than seafoam <laughs> green. No, actually, no. I think seafoam green is at least, it's, it's better than white. But, um... But yeah, but nah, man. For Photoshop that... reason though, white probably would be pretty good, you know. Well, okay, uh, well, yeah, it would have been okay from that from that standpoint, <laughs> perhaps. But at least the ridic- your at, at least the ridicule, the ridicule would have been worse if I had on white. Is what I'm saying. Honestly, if it was me, like you're right, controlling the narrative there, but I actually wouldn't have been in the photo. That's just me, bro. I just because I, I forgot, I messed up. I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna have to take the L on this. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, if they still wanted me to, I'd be like, maybe, but like, I my. That would have been my thing. I'm I, like, just, hey, I, can't I didn't know what to do, it. bro. I'm I, the only one. I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to mess up this scenario. Yeah. I forgot. Sorry, y'all. Like, if I if I'm I min- if my mentee wasn't with me, I probably would have done that mm-hmm. because I've been like by myself. I I wouldn't have felt because the thing is, is like I'm really just trying to like make sure that he's straight, like because you know being the photo do thing. And this kid, he's a high school student. He's gonna be in this photo looking right, looking like he actually works there. I'm looking, I'm looking like his mentee. <laughs> you should have told me, hey, you take my place, man. You go up. No, I should have I should just yeah, I should took his jacket. All right, all right, man, sit over there. Can't fit that jacket. I'm, I'm sorry, man. He said it's five seven. Damn. Can't fit that jacket. I told you that, huh? Yeah. Trash tape. Oh, oh my god, man. But That's yeah, funny. yeah, man. Trash, trash moment of the week. And this is also why, man. I am definitely officially now. I'm saying this here on episode fourteen. I am the Lance Armstrong of. Of a, a podcast, I'm definitely the Lance. Like no, no, no steroids involved, but I am the Lance Armstrong of podcasting. And the reason why, and this is kind of a segue into like the other thing I want to talk about today. The reason why, bro, is because I I go through the cycles, bro. I'm a cyclist. I am a cyclist. I was wondering where you're going with this. I I'm the Lance Armstrong. Like you remember, live strong. This is trash strong. Like this is tour the trash. Okay. Like like, and the reason is, bro, because like. I had another trash moment this week. So, Damn. 
Yeah, but no, that one, this one actually doesn't doesn't take over the the seafoam incident. This, this you, you do realize it's only the eleventh. We're we're eleven days in the twenty. Eleven bro. days in, bro. I feel like if we change this to a monthly podcast, we just rename it Ethan's Trash List. <laughs> that's, that's not a cool drop associated with that. Like this trash tape is way better than Ethan's Trash List. No, <laughs> but no. Anyway. Uh, so I was chilling, uh, you know, smoking at the hookah lounge, mm-hmm. which I've been trying to stop, but smoking at the hookah lounge by myself. And I got a phone call and I got the call from like, you know, like, you know, no one of my, you know, shorties I used to kind of talk to whatever. And, um, and she was, uh, I could tell she had been sobbing and I could hear like the, like kind of like the pain, like in her voice, bro. I was like, I was like, fuck, like, I already know what time it is here, you know? And. She's like, yeah, you know, I just got the phone with my best friend, and you know, she asked about you, and uh, you know, she was like, you know, have you seen him or whatever? And I was like, no, he's just been, you know, busy, you know, with work and stuff, I guess. And she was like, here we go again, it's the same cycle. And I was like, I was like, damn, bro, it's the same cycle. Like, like I've been, I've been doing the same, the same, like, like show with her since like 2016. I do gotta ask before you keep going here. Uh, yeah. Do you realize the cycle that you like? Are you aware? Yes. Not 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 when people like tell you, but like you're aware. This is just something I'm, that you I'm, do. I'm aware that the act is. Brian, stop laughing. I'm aware <laughs> that the act is happening, because like I I do realize the back and forth, the ping pong element, if you will, like, or uh, you know what I'm saying. Like I I do acknowledge that. However, in the moment. Because I'm very selfish, I'm not exactly trying to own that. And so, you know, and she's like, yeah, here we go with the same cycle. And, you know, I guess they continue to have a conversation. She was crying some more. And then... um, She's crying. Yeah, bro. Like, Like, you got to think, E. You got to think. This is is a father-son moment right now. No, don't do this. Because I'm not done talking. Oh, okay. And this is not a father-son moment. Because we are within... You're 13 months older than me. And we rap, so we ain't doing that Birdman Lil Wayne bullshit either. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Man, where's that Michael Jordan meme? <laughs> no, is it on this? No, it's not. It's not. No, no, I'm fucking. I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get your point. No, but, keep going. But no. Um, Pause. But uh, the thing is, is that like you know she was. I felt bad, bro, because like like we had actually had like like something meaningful in a sense of like like a bond. You know what I'm saying? Because we were at least like friends, like in a way. But then again, I also felt like, like she was being extra friendly towards me because she liked me a lot. Like she supported my music heavy. You know, she was always posting it. Make time was her jam. You know what I'm saying? Which is all I ever wanted. Uh, y'all, go, y'all go get that. It's on Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah, and um, trash tape. And uh, I'm sorry. The plug in the middle of the heartfelt story, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here, man. This is, this is why I'm the Lance Armstrong of the podcast game. But no, bro, like, you know, like, I felt bad. Like, she brought around her mom. Her mom, like, always asked about me. They always. Like, her little nephews, like, I think they low-key. I don't know, because uh, they're, 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 uh, they're Mexican, you know, so they speak Spanish. I don't think he called me, I don't think he called me Theo one time. I don't think he did, which is Spanish for uncle, for those who don't know. But at the same time, I feel like he, he may or may not have. He, he might have. And like I got, I got to know them. Like I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no one will ever replace my nephew, you know what I'm saying? But 
I felt like they were like my nephews too. Cause I was like always around. Like me and her sister got cool. You know what I'm saying? Even her dad was starting to respect me a little bit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it like things like were were looking up, but it was only looking up because of the because of the um the optics. I look like a family man. I I look like family guy. I I, I look like like you know what I'm saying like with, like the black character. Okay, for example, you know how like on Family Matters at the end of the opening credits is like and Jaleel White as Steve Urkel and Ethan as Theo. Like you know what I'm saying like. <laughs> Trash tape. Like like I come in through the door, you know what I'm saying? Big smile, like ah, lovable rascal. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like I got set, I set up the narrative as if like. Uh, that's that's me. It was my fault. It was my fault. And when she was crying, bro, and then I, I I just like, bro, I just say, you know what? You know, cause yeah, cause like I'm in the hookah lounge and I have my AirPods on and like I was looking around to see if other people were listening to my conversation. And up, like, uh, other people had headphones on, so I was like, yeah, you know, um, I'm sorry, but you know, yeah, it's kind of going through a lot. And um, like I just got done talking to my dad about just where I'm at right now and. And I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm sorry, you know, maybe I should, I should just stop talking to you, and you know, just kind of go from there, or whatever. And then she was like, you know, obviously sobbing, and kind of like accepted that, and I was like, all right. I think I, I think I said I'll see, I'll see you around. I might have said that. <laughs> I, if my memory serves me correctly, that sounds like that sounds about right. Like, like, like I gave some type of like ending notice on like, hey, yo, I'm not trying to see you around, but like, it'll be cordial. Cor- we'll be cordial when I see you. And then do do do. I hung up. Or she hung up. One of us did. How much time are you on, man? Uh, let's see. Probably about like 45 minutes. You know when that no, no, we're 53 minutes right now. Oh, man, I don't even have enough time. Yo, save this. Next episode of... <laughs> hey, we got as much time as you want. <laughs> e, we got some work to do, man. But it's all Trash good. Tape. That's what... That's what humble beginnings are about. Twenty twenty. This is the start of the year. Nah, it's over, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm eleven days in. I've, I've already kind of had to like, really cut off something, and then on top of that, sea foam. Like, I'm not, I'm not respected in multiple demographics right now. I feel like black people are shading me right now. My own people, and on top of that, now the Latin community probably wants to take me to task. They're very cultured, man. You still got a couple other teams to mess up for. <laughs> got a few others. God, those two. Nah, man, I, 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 I took I took an L in late December with with the Asian community, but that's that's another conversation offline. <laughs> so I'm done there. Hey, damn, bro, I'm really messing up my market share with this podcast. You know, Brian, your title's not sounding that bad now about Ethan. I'm saying, man. Honestly, I don't mind talking about this stuff. And it's like, yeah, you can keep it going, bro. Yeah. I mean, both of y'all are in relationships. So I'm going to need both of you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> both of you. Hey, but no. Is it me and Brian are older, though? No, we, we get no, it. Older? Don't do that. <laughs> don't it. do that. Don't suck me. <laughs> don't suck me. We, Brian and I graduated the same year. We all got the same memories. We had the same playlist. Older. Play Nigga. I, know, I know I have a few years on you. Brian. <laughs> Brian's saying that with that mustache. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh god! Oh my gosh! But yeah, man, it's been tough. Uh, but I'm here to say this: I have hope. I'm ho- I'm very hopeful <clears throat> because I do know that there are better days ahead. 
I'm glad that like I was able to I guess walk away from that. Granted, you know it, it kind of sucks too because I wanted her to do like my own personal like drop for like this podcast. Like I wanted to have like like a like an easy pull up drop. Oh. And not only do I want to use it on the podcast, I also want to use it like in my music. And now there's no way I could ask for that. <laughs> and and if I and if I try to like emulate it on my own, like she she'll hear it and be like, he stole that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few red flags here. Just a, just a few. You being disappointed about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I was. I'm not gonna lie. It's one. It's one. Of, it's one of the things I'm I'm disappointed about because I I was really counting on that because I thought that was gonna take me to the next level. But at the same time, you know, you hate to see it end, and I do hate that it like lasted as long as it did. I feel like I probably could have saved both of us the the time and like the energy and the hurt if I would have just been like, you know, maybe even like a year ago. At the, at the latest, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we kicked it, we we went up to Seattle and kicked it, and I remember because like when she dropped me off, it was that was the day that um, the Nipsey had passed, R.P. Nipsey Hustle, and um, and I didn't see her again for like nine months after that. So what does that tell? <laughs> like that, that was literally the the end of Q1. I didn't see her again until like in in Q4. Nine months exactly? Not not nine months exactly. It was probably eight months and like some change. Like change, change. Like I'm gonna make a joke. I feel like. Oh uh, no, 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 no! You're not gonna make a joke about that because <laughs> I probably would have found out probably by what was July or June. What what was up with that? What's wrong? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> hey, man. I'm sorry. No, no, there weren't no jokes with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, stop it. <laughs> you know me. I'm a cruel motherfucker, bro. Nah, man. Damn. But 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 nah. But you know what's crazy is that like what's we, that? huh? Was that? Was that uh, <laughs> I, I I did think about it in that context at one point, nah. but I checked myself because it's like, well, bro, you probably found out sooner than that. So say that, so I said I checked myself too, but you know me, I talk out loud, so I'm gonna. I'm She's gonna, gonna say hit it. you with an intervention. You walk <laughs> in. Damn, bro, you know what's crazy too, bro? Like, 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 like when I saw her that day, like, like it was almost like like the Last Supper on some stuff. Like, damn, man, those tacos was fire. Trash tape. <laughs> Tacos fire, but nah, man. Sometimes you gotta know when to walk away, bro. You gotta know what you gotta do is best for you. That's kind of like the moral of this because uh, everything that's good and sweet, like, ain't always like good and sweet for you, bro. That's just that's just facts. That's just big facts. That's just facts. And um, you know, you got you gotta know that you gotta be emotionally responsible, not just for yourself, but for other people. And so going to twenty twenty, I'm trying to be more like my emotional intelligence is very high. Like I'm very much aware of like things around me. Like what's going on, like how people feel, but my emotional responsibility and accountability is trash. <laughs> it's very trash. It's respectable though. It's upsetting that you that you know that yourself. Yeah, that's good. Got to know yourself. That's actually that's like, that's being accountable right there. It's a start, man. It's a start. Hey, just just give me like an eleven day. Uh, what's it called? Like in golf, it's like a mulligan. Is that what it's called? What? A mulligan, like um, like I don't, I don't know. It's basically like. You can get like a practice swing, or whatever, oh, or something know. like that. I think it's called a mulligan. I'll 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 cross reference that. I can or, confirm that as a white man. You can. <laughs> okay, thanks, bro. <laughs> I still know because like he doesn't know what you're talking about. He's like, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> all right, man. So y'all, yeah, that's all I got. Yo, we're definitely gonna get trash strong bracelets, like like live strong with trash strong. That'd be hard. I was gonna end this with some Kenny Rogers. You're talking about. 
Are you, gonna, are you gonna, if you're gonna play this, don't play that because I'm not. I'm gonna have to edit that out. That counts as like part of a stream. And I'm not. I'm not trying to get sued for like twenty cents. Stop it. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Anyway, y'all got anything else, man? We're running about an hour. Honestly, man, I'll save it for the next. Save it for the next episode. I got plenty, but it's all good. You good, man? Yeah. Wait, what's the title of this one, man? Uh, it's probably gonna be Tour the Trash. Tour the Trash. I like it. Yeah, that's probably be it. Or seafoam green. Hell, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I'll, oh my god. On that note, man. The seafoam spectacle. This uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And this has been another episode of the Trash Day Podcast, man. Episode 14, where one man's trash is another man's podcast. Your boy Ethan, a.k.a. Easy Pull Up, here with Trey Kelly, who is not my dad, and <laughs> Brian, who graduated in the same year as me. <laughs> Don't ever sun yourself, but don't ever let other people sun you guys. We'll see y'all. Peace.